Hello, welcome to the Daily Cron for Tuesday, January 15th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton. And today I wanted to talk about remote work, specifically remote work tools, and even more specifically, the group chat client, which is probably going to become the center point of your world if you work remotely. So I have direct experience with two major group chat clients, Slack and Microsoft Teams. So I want to talk a little bit about them. <clears throat> but first, uh, I want to explain what is a group chat client. Not everybody here listening to this may be familiar. So uh, a group chat client is kind of self-explanatory in a sense. Everyone on your team can log into one application and you divide up these chat rooms based on um, channels is what they're called in Slack. But they are just areas. Uh, that are uh, they can be areas of responsibility, they can be projects, they can be however you want to organize it. Normally, you'll see some common channels like announcements or general, off topic, and then you'll have a lot of specific ones. We have channels for specific projects that we work on regularly, like a specific app, or we have one for a specific system that's that we're that we're in charge of. We have a channel in my day job for builds, uh, which is just messages related to the success or failure of builds from our continuous integration system. So that's a, a group chat client, and everybody can log in, and you can chat. Everybody can see the chat message, chat messages from everybody else if you're in the same channel or room. And uh, you can also do direct messaging, and usually there's a lot of features uh, that you can add to it through plugins, and you can share files. You can link to other applications. You can, you know, broadcast your status, like are you out sick or something like that. Slack lets you do that. You can um, do threaded conversations now. You can uh, create long-form text notes. You can share videos. You can do voice and voice chat and video chat. There's a lot of features all built in one. It's meant to be a communication hub for your team. Uh, ideally, to pretty much replace email. <clears throat> now, the the downside of any of these things is that they're not really a canonical source of information, at least not the way I've ever encountered them. So you have a search feature, especially in Slack. Search feature has gotten a lot better, but unless you pay them a lot of money, you are limited to how far back you can search for things. And even if you can search for everything, it's not it's not the ideal spot for permanent storage of files or something like that. It's really meant to for you to share stuff, get feedback on it, whatever, work out an issue, go back and forth, and then the final version you're you're supposed to put somewhere else. And maybe that other location can integrate with Slack uh, so that you can from Slack from a Slack message maybe find that thing, on, but doesn't live in Slack. I know it's very confusing if you're not familiar with it. Those of you who have used it will understand, and those of you who have not, I implore you to give it a shot. Uh, I think you know you can get a free account. In fact, if you just want to know what Slack is like, you and, if you, and you're at all interested in iOS or Mac development, Philicoca has a public Slack, which is available. So if you're interested in Philicoca, you can go to our website, philicoca.org, and there's a button there to get an invite to our Slack team. You can come in there, and you can ask questions, and talk to us, and it's a very active place for Philicoca members when they're not in an actual meeting. Uh, so 
my experience is mostly with Slack because we added that to my particular development team of a day job years ago. And I'm like a member of 10 Slacks now across the city, different kinds of Slacks, different organizations. And I, uh, so I have a lot of experience with that, but about over a year ago or so, the day job decided to transition to Office 365, which is Microsoft's Microsoft's uh, suite of products that kind of competes with Google's G Suite. And it gives you online versions of Word, OneNote for Notes, Excel. Gives you a lot, a lot of products, including Microsoft Teams, which is their Slack competitor. So Teams looks a lot like Slack when you log in, but purple. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's actually a bit more complicated than Slack, and it's newer and not, and in places, a little rougher. So you have the idea of you're in a team, and the teams can have like channels or rooms. I don't remember what they're exactly called. And you have a group chat interface. It's just not quite as slick as Slack's is. And it doesn't doesn't quite feel the same. It doesn't quite work as fluidly. The the apps don't quite work as well on the platforms. I've had issues with syncing between them. You know, doesn't have the same amount of emoji support, you know. And it does, but it does have some other features that Slack doesn't have because it's integrated into the whole Office 365 suite. So assuming you're using that, your calendar, for instance, is automatically integrated into Teams. So Teams knows when you're in a meeting and will set your status to be unavailable, which is cool. You can also create a meeting in Teams and invite people to it, and then it'll show up in their calendars, and then they'll click the button at the time to go to the meeting. It'll automatically open up Teams, and it'll go right to a video chat. In that video chat, you can then take notes that everybody can see and share, and it'll be in OneNote. Uh, You can also share files in there. You can, um, uh, and you can uh, chat, not just notes. But you can like kind of chat at the same time. And then when you're done, that stuff stays there, and you can kind of like look at it later. I guess it's a little unclear about how you would necessarily go find a meeting meeting notes from like a year ago. But the idea is someone could take meeting notes while you're doing the meeting or afterwards. They'll be attached to the meeting, so there's context there. So it's easy theoretically easy to find, uh, and then everybody can have access to it. So that's really nice. On Slack, uh, I guess you could do that, but you have to use plugins, other other things. It's not really built in as a feature. Um, Teams is... Uh, Teams is also, I think, more of a resource hog than Slack is, in my experience, it, especially with video chat. It tends to like kill our Mac processors when we're doing it. But on the other hand, it does work. It allows us to have team chats <clears throat> with everybody in them. So that's good. Uh, if I had to pick one, though, I'm definitely going to pick Slack because it's just it's hard to describe, but it's, it's more fun to be in Slack. It, the apps work better across platforms. Neither app is is a native application exactly. None of them feel completely native. But Slack goes further along that route. And their iOS app works quite well, actually. Um, at least compared to uh, Teams. And uh, I just, I prefer, I prefer the Slack model. Slack is a little simpler to understand. Uh, teams, like everybody in their organization is in there. They're just not all on your team. Slack, it's like one Slack 
per team. It's a, it's a little more siloed, which can be cumbersome when you have a large organization, but when you're smaller, it actually makes it easier to figure out and use. Uh, I think Slack is a slicker search interface, especially the upgraded one. And I find myself preferring to live in Slack and communicate there over Teams, but I will use Teams when I have to talk to somebody outside of my immediate group because that's where they live. And that works. Uh, it's a little annoying to have to jump between two completely different systems that are sort of similar but not. But, you know, that's kind of the way it is with remote work. As for remote work in general, uh, before these group chat clients came on the market, it was a real pain to to do it because most communication was through email. And email is, in my opinion, quite terrible to facilitate remote work. It's asynchronous, which is great, but it's awkward. You get a ton of it. It's You can't have a real-time conversation with email when you need it. And you have a lot of issues with attachments. Email clients are not designed, for the most part, to be uh, to to enable fluid communication, like short form communication. They're better they're better at treating it like it's a digital form of a letter, hence email. You know, uh, and uh, you know, then you have a whole problem of what you do with the messages and how do you file them or do you delete them, etc. On something like. Uh, Something like Slack, I mean, the search interface works just better than any search interface I've ever used on a mail client. And then you, and it can automatically interface with a lot of external software programs. So, for instance, we have our bug tracker and interfaces with that. So, if we put a bug number in, it'll automatically create the link to it in the message, grab a little preview of it, stick it in there so that you have context for what you're talking about without having to necessarily jump all the way into the bug tracker. We also have a channel where we have build messages coming from our, our build system that automatically go in there. So you can just kind of see when something succeeds or fails with a little bit of message message context in there. And yeah, you can get messages via email. And we do, but it's a lot cleaner and faster to be glancing at a Slack window and say, oh, there's, there's a new message in builds. Then look at it and, and know whether it's related to you or not. Plus, you can do things like create uh, keywords that will trigger notifications so maybe you only care when someone mentions your name or they mention certain keywords about products you are you are in charge of you can do that so that way you won't be bombarded with notifications all day long so these products are very very useful for remote work they're pretty much standard at this point in offices everywhere as i said even philly coca uses them for our meetup group and I use it for my personal use, so that's why I'm a, a member of like 10 Slacks now. Um, I think the tools have really helped promote the, um, the idea that remote work is not only a possibility, but preferable to in-office work for people whose jobs don't really require a lot of direct interaction with other people in person. Uh, so especially good for people like me who are programmers. It just, uh, products like Slack and Teams let me primarily work from home. And when I do, that just saves me a lot of time commuting. It lets me cook my meals here and, and eat healthier. It lets me exercise. 
easier to squeeze in a workout when you don't have to travel far. It lets me rearrange my schedule sometimes to be flexible. If I have a family emergency, I can go deal with it and then come right back, get to work, get back to work. And, you know, for the most part, it doesn't really, it doesn't really change my level of communication with anyone because it wasn't like we were very actively having FaceTime with lots of people when we were in the office. I mean, we were basically working in our, at our desks and our little cube goals most of the time. And, uh, not really talking to most people outside of our group anyway. So what does it matter where I'm doing it from? And I, I was saying for years, like, why can't we just work remote? And uh, one of the major problems was just the lack of tooling that we could use. And now now it's available, and not only is it available in tools like Slack, but it's available in more corporate-friendly, I guess, format in Microsoft Teams, so it makes it more acceptable. I don't know. So I bounce back and forth between both of them. They both have their pluses and minuses. I mean, I think Teams is great if you already subscribe to the whole Office 365 thing and its integrations with your calendar. And if you're already using that suite for notes and uh, notes and documents and calendar and stuff, then that's great. It's actually kind of nice. Once you figure out its quirks and it's a little bit weird user interface, it can be a little com- a little, little complicated sometimes. Once you figure all that, all that out, it's kind of nice. You can basically get a lot of context all in one place related to a message or a meeting or something and share that stuff with people. And that's cool. And you can you can have like notes for an for a group and you can have files for a group you're in. And that's that's convenient. Um it's it's it is pretty easy to share that kind of stuff in there. But Slack I think is just much better at fluid communication. I think the the text system works better. I think it's more fun to communicate there, which you know, actually helps because if it's fun to actually talk to your coworkers, then you're going to do it more often. Um, which can be detrimental, of course, which is why you need to put on your notification controls. Uh, but I like, I think Slack is feels lighter weight. It has a lot of integrations because it's the industry standard. So there's integrations for any tool you're probably using and can probably integrate somehow with Slack. It's very nice. Downsides, Slack is pretty expensive when you get off the free plan, at least last time I checked, which is why I don't have a lot of experience using the free plan or using the paid plan. Um, And the paid plan has some serious restrictions. You only have so many plugins you can use and you only have so many messages back in time you can search, which really can cripple it a bit when 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 you have a very active group can very quickly just overrun the buffer and, and not be able to find the information you want to find, even though it's in there, because the search just won't let you. So that's more of a downside of the business model, which you can't really fault them for, because, you know, you got to make money. Uh, whereas on team side, I think it just pretty much comes with a lot of, if not all, of the Office 365 subscriptions you can be paying for. So uh, in the long run, it's cheaper to probably for a lot of organizations to use Teams. They're already going to use Microsoft Suite. Anyhow, uh, so anyway, that's my Slack versus Teams. They both are good. They both can be resource hogs and can, you know, force a whole bunch of notifications and chatter into your life you don't need if you're not careful. But so can any communications chat, uh, you know, system. And I think these group chats at least let you have a more fluid experience you can dip in and out of and share more context and files and things can help you make decisions and get work done and collaborate more smoothly than just using email. 
So I appreciate that, and I I think it uh, is the reason why they're the foundation for a lot of remote work. Uh, I'll probably talk about more remote work topics in the future, uh, especially how to do it and culture and that kind of thing. But I just want to start with the Slack versus Teams because I was in both of them today uh, noticing some differences and pluses and minuses, and I thought it would be somewhat interesting to discuss it for a little bit today. So that's all I got for Tuesday. Uh, I hope you have a good day whenever you're listening to this, and uh, I'll see you next time. Keep the lights low, cause it's